Coming to you live from the second bedroom of Shane's apartment. This is the Shane and Scuba Steve podcast. Oh, there it goes. What the fuck? What fucking delay was that? For the uh, the background noise? I need to get the adapter for this thing so we can record on this thing. No, you know what we need? Tape deck? Yes. Reel to reel. Yes. Vinyl. We should be putting I our podcast out on vinyl. Vinyl. The Shane quality has be to so hand better. engrave each disc. It's very tedious. And I sign them too. I sign each one. Individually. Well, because your hand gets a little tired from engraving exactly. them, so it's the mm-hmm. hard part. Mm-hmm. You can't press them because mm-hmm. there's only it's one-offs. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to the Shane Scuba Steve Show. You're listening to uh, our live reaction. Oh goodness! To I'm a sure. part of the podcast, the rest <laughs> is not all live. Some of this, no, stuff the rest is... is not live. This this has happened, but I just I was trying to think of any sort of um, anything that happened in the news today. I got nothing. Lamar Jackson will not be going to the Patriots, or at least the Patriots are not pursuing Lamar Jackson. Neither are the Atlanta Falcons and their owner, uh, Mr. Blank, I mm-hmm. believe is his last name. I think it's is it Arthur Blank? About ninety percent sure you're right. Um, they basically said, We'll find out we'll find a name for you folks at home because mm-hmm. you know you guys don't have Google like we have Google. Mm-hmm. Uh yes, Arthur Blank, Arthur M. Blank is an American businessman mm-hmm. owner of the Atlanta Falcons and the Atlanta United. Yep. Co founder of the home improvement retailer, the Home Depot. See, I was going to say, where's his money from? Would never have suspected. No, right? Because why would who? Because you thought just like the rest of us that it just showed up. Home Depot just plopped down and does. He just doesn't carry himself like a Home Depot man. If you told me he never, he wouldn't know how to like. I'm going to show you a picture. Oh, it's going to be him in like his in like work gear. You're going to tell me that he's not a Home Depot man. Are you sure? No, I still no. Positive. I, I know he looks okay. See, I was expecting the photo. People who don't know the photo he's showing me is like him at like training camp and it's like a, wearing it's a polo. It's the Wikipedia entry photo yeah, for, for sure. Arthur M. Blank. But I thought your brother showed me a photo of like him working at a Home Depot. Oh no, it's with like, like an orange apron. Yeah, yeah, like a tool belt. Not. But no, because I just think of the man who uh, at I've the beginning of the like fourth quarter Depot. at the Super Bowl was like, "I'm going to go down now. I'm going to go down right now because we have this big of a lead." And I go, "That man doesn't know how to put a shelf up." Or uh, he at that Super Bowl, he looked like a like those a caricature of like a vice cop you see in a mob movie mm-hmm. yeah for sure it was too deep mm-hmm. or i was gonna say like a lieutenant who works under the the dawn and is very close to the son who's taking he's like trying to make sure he's got his spot but like you know he might not get the spot but he'll everyone respects him see you you bring up that and you don't watch succession yeah but succession started on sunday season four the final season mm-hmm. and i would make a succession comment but i can't because you, you haven't seen it, it. no because you haven't seen the show i'll get the reference uh, you won't yeah well yeah are you sure hit me with it yeah bore on the floor <laughs> oh man what a great reference oh man incredible we, reference isn't it we all get that one for mm-hmm. sure oh man mm-hmm. honestly can you hit me with it again real quick oh bore on the floor <laughs> oh man St- still feels just as good the first time oh man uh because mm. that was such a good scene where that first yeah where it originates from it was the entire arc of the first season it was fantastic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but the, the episodes all spell out like an acrostic poem no totally like code name kid next door yeah for yeah. sure yeah, yeah, naturally yeah, yeah. mm-hmm yeah, so uh, they said he was too fragile, mm-hmm. and that he's been injured too frequently and too much to mm-hmm. um, to pursue. Yeah, but we're back. Yeah, we have a couple of things to talk about today. What are we drinking right now? We are having. Um, I'm having a smooth pulp daddy. We're both having the same thing. A an eight percent imperial hazy New England IPA mm-hmm. with Citra Mosaic and Idaho Seven hops. Ooh, yes, Idaho famous for um, recent garbage legislation mm-hmm. and hops. I think it was for hops. Of course. They say Idaho, Idaho 7, but Idaho potatoes. They've gone through six other versions of hops. That's how 
prevalent they are with their hop that they were like we got to work on a new batch do you think the guy who found idaho two hops was like we got to keep going with numbers or he was like no i want i want this to be like the jensen hop like i want this to be its own thing and someone else was like no this is the second idaho you I have to i'm pretty sure it was like join the state my friend i think it was big hop industry i think they were the ones big who hop. said that yeah yeah also sponsored the easter bunny coming up next weekend you know what is that really, is easter next weekend easter, yeah easter's next weekend I know. Do you have a bunny costume ready? Yeah, totally. It's more so, oh, what am I going to tell everyone I gave up for Lent? What am I? Uh... I gave up Fun Dip. No Fun Cigarette, Dip. Cigarettes is always a good one. Heroin. I gave up heroin no. for 40 days. <laughs> so I'm going to do an eight ball on Easter to celebrate that. I went 40 days without heroin. Oh, goodness. So, we have a couple things to talk about today. Hey, you give me an 8% Imperial Hazy IPA. It's, it's just two beers at mm-hmm. the end of the day. Chinese food isn't that filling. It's not. Um, we had yeah another episode where we recorded person another episode with Chinese food. It, mm-hmm. it works out. Uh, we have two episodes to talk or two trailers to talk about today. And we two shows. Two shows, two trailers. The Big Door Prize, mm-hmm. new show on Apple TV. Three or four episodes came out today. Yep. Today is March 29th. Um, new show mm-hmm. starring Christopher O'Dowd, mm-hmm. Gabriel Dennis, mm-hmm. Damon Gup- Gupton, Gupton, mm-hmm. Josh Sagara. Yep. And several other folks in this yeah. show. Talk about the premise of the show, Shane. So the the show follows this small little town where all of a sudden this little, what looks like a photo booth in a convenience store called Morpho appears and is giving everyone, telling them what their life potential is. And it's making everyone in the town drastically change their lives. People are getting divorced. People are changing careers. We have a magician. uh, A magician. We have someone becoming a male model in their 60s. We have someone becoming a dancer. We have someone becoming a healer, even though she's a a, doctor. doctor. Um, And our main character, Chris O'Dowd, is skeptical of this, of why is everyone changing their life? be happy with what you have, but others, yep. of course, trying to tell him maybe you can have more. Uh, it looks like an interesting concept. Love the cast. Uh, I'll watch pretty much anything uh, Josh Agura is in. Uh, he was just in Scream 6, and he was great in that. Really? Minor spoiler, and it's like the minor stuff spoiler. Like at one point, he sees Ghostface <laughs> like from from a, a distance, and he's yeah. just like, get out of there. Like He's just up front. He's like, hey, I see you. Uh, don't do what you're going to do. Don't murder and that's that's a don't do your murder. That's a confident man who can stare at Ghostface. He's funny. Oh, he's great. He's a funny actor. Yeah, Sirens, um, She-Hulk. She-Hulk. Not funny, but great performance. in Arrow. He was the villain in season five, and he's phenomenal in it. He was in the other two, which I just talked about a couple weeks ago. Oh, it's now on. It's now on HBO Max. The other okay, <laughs> Comedy Central TV show. Yes, mm-hmm. it was more. You've done it. You've done this to me like three times today, where you've said like a sentence, and it is the proper sentence, but the phrasing. It's like he's in that thing. It's like what is what is the thing? I don't it's know. Right. I just like to leave people hanging with like let them yeah. let them fill in the blank yeah. on what the thing. Yeah, he's is. in the other two. Oh, the other two projects are. You might just he was in the train wreck with mm-hmm. Amy Schumer mm-hmm. and Chuck Schumer, probably. <laughs> They're related. That's the funniest part of that sentence. Really? Yeah. Oh, damn. I think so. Are you sure? People, people can have the same last name. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of Crusoe's. They're not all related. That's the thing. I actually, yeah. It's true. Uh, let's find out. Amy, Chuck, Schumer, Google. Uh, family tree is the... Chuck is the first cousin of Amy's father. <laughs> Got it. All right. Hey, the more you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this show looks great. Mm-hmm. It looks good. Um, someone, the reason it came up in my mind today, and I was reading articles about it, but it, someone called it the antithesis to Ted Lasso, and mm-hmm. the positivity that is imbued in Ted Lasso, which we'll talk about shortly. Yep. Um, this is the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. 
feels very much like the opposite of that when you're going through it. For just from the trailer, it feels like there's a lot of skepticism coming from one person instead of a lot of positivity. True, but it doesn't seem the same in the sense where Ted is very positive, but that mm. spreads to everyone. This seems more that there's one person who's very skeptical, skeptical, and he's either going to eventually be turned over or that he's just remains a skeptic but everyone else is just like well we're still gonna like what we're doing because we're happy and if you don't want to be happy you don't have to be happy true he is the turd in the punch bowl that is true metaphorical punch bowl mm -hmm. yep the, the morphophortical mm -hmm. he's the bowl. cobweb you walk through and now you gotta do that thing where you're like i can feel it but i can't grab it hey, that's the like, a difficult thing yeah how do you go anywhere else too yeah, well, yeah. Honestly, there's not much else. You, you've described the, the trailer very well. There's not yeah. much else about it, I think. So there's four episodes out now. Mm -hmm. um, three half-hour episodes, which is refreshing. Yeah. Moves fast. You yeah. can binge it. You can. Three episodes out now. Mm -hmm. Another episode out. I think it's a Wednesday release schedule, which Everything's is Everything's on Wednesday. That's okay. Actually, wait, no. A lot of things are on Wednesday. Mando, Ted Lasso. It... Ooh. That was strange. Um, we just, yeah, the computer did something weird. Okay. Are we still recording? We're still recording. Okay. It's just jumpy. Oh, nice. Oh. Hmm. We're moving. Okay. Um, yeah, it is a weekly on Wednesdays. Another Wednesday weekly show. Um, yeah. Okay, 29th, April mm -hmm. 5th, uh, the 12th, the 19th, the 26th, the 3rd, the 10th, the 17th. Thank you for giving me all those dates. You're welcome. You're welcome. There's no months, though, so you don't know what months could oh. be December. <laughs> Could be next um, year. Now that now that our computer's acting normally again, mm -hmm. but it looks good. Um, yep. Overall, very intrigued. Yeah, but what's our, our main trailer of the day? What's our meaty trailer that we oh, got? The all meteor trailer. Of the week? Yeah. The, oh, the meaty. The meteor trailer, but it's oh, not a meteor. What is it? Oh, it's an asteroid. Oh, what what trailer is it? Oh, it's Asteroid City. Wes Anderson's next film. Oh, fantastic! It's a film. It, it, I didn't say it wasn't. I, I was going to. Agree. I was probably going to correct you if you said movie. Oh. Now, do you want to tell me a little bit, what is Asteroid City about? So, Asteroid City is a coming-of-age tale about a... Wait, time out real quick. You're telling me Wes Anderson's making a coming-of-age tale? That's... How could he? How oh could he do God. anything else? Oh, man. That's so unlike him. It's, it is honestly, honestly, watching the trailer, even more aesthetic than some of his other films, I'll be honest. Well, no reason why? It's because it's shot on Kodachrome. Like it's it's shot on actual Bro. film, and that's why movies. If you shoot a movie on film, it looks better, and that's why it stands out even today because everything else is digital. And as soon as you see a film, an actual film movie, you go, "Oh, that looks so good," because it's just shot different. The light is far better than you get it. Yeah. Are you a cinephile? Is that what this is? A little bit, yeah, for sure. I mean, if I, I mean, I probably wouldn't die on the hill if someone's like, "Are you gonna make it in film or digital?" I probably like, I'm still gonna go with the fucking digital. I can edit Both. it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> film the camera. On film, but film the movie on digital. I'm gonna film through the the lens. Yep, yep. that's that's how you gotta do it. That's you gotta get all the benefits mm -hmm. of digital. Exactly. But still cut film strips. Oh yeah. Oh man, editing is gonna take me forever. I think that's a dying art. Do you think that that's gonna be gone soon? What people film editing, like being good at it? No, because there's still gonna be plenty of <laughs> there are. There are too many kids in film school who are still just like, I only work in, I'm going to bring film back. And they'll practice and they'll get good. And then eventually then someone will go, hey, we need, you're the only person around who knows how to edit film. And they'll go, okay, cool. Yeah, but that's the thing. They're the only person around. <laughs> yes, but this is like the only person around in like Boise, Idaho. Like not only sure. person in the world. You're the only one here in Bellingham, Massachusetts who knows how to edit film. Okay. 
Do you, do you know how they attach film strips? I have no idea. That's just something that I just thought of. I don't know how they, how you attach film strips. Are you like legit? You're actually asking. Yeah, me? I don't know. It's like a little adhesive. Like you, yeah. essentially, it's a little as adhesive, and you would get two of the same frame, or at least like so close on top of each other, you won't be able to tell. And you put the adhesive on, and then you literally just like use a machine that presses it together. So like you couldn't like then peel it apart. Okay. And that pretty much is it. And then it's just flipped, puts it right through. Is that the, the part that skips? Because you ever like at the movie, like see the black dot and stuff like that. That's to let um, the film, uh, not editor, but the person who changes the canisters, know that you're coming up on the change. Like that wow. mark is to be like, okay, we're coming up within the next ten to thirty seconds. Switch over to the other reel, and that'll let you know where you're at. Good. Good. Did not know that. Yeah. You asked me one other question about film. We'll save that for later. There's no rollover questions. <laughs> it's now or never. If you want that third question about film. Anything in the film archive aspect. Ooh, interesting. Any, anything. 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 I can't guarantee an answer, but I will answer. I'll do my best. Mm. What's more flammable? Oh, film reels mm-hmm. or gasoline? I bel- I think it's. I think it's gas. I'm, film I'm, reels. Well, let me finish. Let me finish. I believe it's gasoline covered in film reels. Oh, the is, inverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people think gasoline covered film reels. No. Gasoline covered, (laughs) film reel covering gas. Gasoline. Wait, do you know how you put? You you just hold your gas and just woven film. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you know how you put out a tire fire? Dirt, sand, sand or dirt. Yeah, but not water. Yeah, bury it. Yeah. (laughs) Let's say there's like an oil fire. Same concept. Yeah. Yeah. On your stove, you gotta cover it. But anyway, Asteroid City. What's this about? Asteroid City is about a uh, a town out in the American West, southeast, well, southwest Mm -hmm. probably. Uh, where several million years ago in negative or in uh, 3000 BC or 30,000 BC, a meteor hit mm-hmm. it and that's established some providence of the town as a, as asteroid city. Mm-hmm. They also have a junior science fair every mm-hmm. year. It's 1955 mm-hmm. and there's a convention coming. Uh, during that convention, they seem to encounter some aliens mm-hmm. or uh, extraterrestrial beings. Mm-hmm. And the town is put on a quarantine mm-hmm. where they can't leave nor get out. And we get a lot of space age quarantine type things. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, who, who's in the cast? Oh, who's in this movie, you ask? Jason Swartz, Schwartzman's in it. Mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Wright. Mm-hmm. Tilda Swinton. Mm-hmm. Brian Cranston. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Wait, really? Tom no. Cruise? Edward Norton. Is Brian Cranston in it? Yes. Okay, and, and Tilda Swinton? Yes. Here's the thing. Like, no, I, I was I like, understand. Tom Cruise is very... <laughs> you can't we have a long list to go through. So no, I know. Buckle up. Adrian Brody. Yep. Leif Schreiber. Mm-hmm. Hope Davis. Mm-hmm. Stephen Yoon. Mm-hmm. Stephen Park. Mm-hmm. Stephen Yoon's high in it. Rupert French. Okay, you can't do... I'm. Not, this isn't... No, because anyone could be in a Wes Anderson. Like, you can't that's, do this. This is, that, this is why this is fucking long. I haven't even gotten to some big people yet, and that's... You're... All right. Rupert Friend. Mm-hmm. Maya Hawk. Mm-hmm. Steve Carell. Yep. Matt Dillon. Yep. Hong Chow. Mm-hmm. Willem Dafoe, mm-hmm. Margot Robbie, mm-hmm. Tony Revolori, mm-hmm. Jake Ryan, mm-hmm. don't know him, Jeff Goldblum, Sophia Lillis, Fisher Stevens, Ethan Josh Lee, Rita Wilson, yep. Jarvis Cocker. Got it. Okay. All those people are in that movie. There's actually a couple I skipped because I don't know them. Pretty sure the person, the first person they said I don't know is probably like the, the, the child lead in the movie um, is my guess. Jake um, Ryan. Here's the thing. Jeff Goldblum is not seen in the trailer, and we know there's aliens in the movie. Oh, you think he's an alien? Hundred percent, he's gonna be the alien. Hundred, he's probably not even gonna be in costume. He's gonna Steve be. Carell could be an alien. I don't think we see him in the trailer. No, you see him in the trailer. Damn it, he's the one who's like the kids are weird. Yeah, no, but you know they're like in a good. But I think I want Jeff Goldblum to be the alien 
but just be dressed as modern day Jeff Goldblum because this takes place in like the fifties. Gold chain. Yeah, and, and him be actually just filming his Disney Plus documentary like travel show. Oh, oh, oh! So you guys, oh, Asteroid City. Oh, wow, wow, wow. No, that that's more Owen Wilson. But still, no, it looks great. It's West Enders of film, so everything's gonna be in center of frame. I'm um, so excited. I, I was telling you when we were, we were downstairs before we watched Ted Lasso that mm-hmm. I haven't seen a lot of Wes Anderson films recently that I'm actually yep. a couple behind in the Wes Anderson universe. Mm-hmm. I still haven't seen the fresh, uh, French Dispatch. I think that's the only one that I haven't seen still. Um, Let's check the filmography and get back to you. Moonrise Kingdom. I've seen Moonrise Kingdom. Yep. Like ten, it's one of my favorite movies. Yep. Grand Budapest Hotel, mm-hmm. Isle of Dogs, mm-hmm. French Dispatch. Mm-hmm. And then Wes Anderson's actually going to have two movies in 2023. First time this has happened. Oh, my God. Asteroid City. Yep. And then The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar on Netflix, mm-hmm. which um, is coming out in the fall. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. But that will have Benedict Cumberbatch, Ralph <gasps> Fiennes, Dev Patel, Ben Kingsley, <gasps> Sir Ben Kingsley, Rupert Friend, and Richard Aode. Oh, Nice. Uh, it doesn't really have a premise yet. That's oh, it's a it's, it's a short story from World Doll. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that's it. Asteroid City looks fantastic. Yeah. You're right. Shot on Kodachrome. Mm-hmm. Looks incredible. I'm excited. Yeah. I think it's going to be a good movie. Here's the thing. I'm going to actually uh, correct myself. I know it's shot on Kodak. It probably isn't shot on, shot on Kodachrome because that is more for pictures and not film, but it is shot on Kodak, which is actual film. I'd like to redeem an extra question based on this commentary. Okay, yeah. Okay. Your, your final question. Not an extra. Your final question. We're storing it. No, redeem? No. because uh, Let's see. Principal photography was set for Rome, but took place mm-hmm. in Spain. For this? We, yes. We don't have... Really? Yeah. Cast member Fisher Stevens of the film would include the wildest cast since the bridge on the River Kwai, and the cast and crew were all bubbled together in a hotel, which was an old monastery. You know what? I think we had a wilder cast cast in the movie uh movie 43 i think that had a wilder cast oh my god that movie it's horrible but i, think I would that, love a ver- like an, an oral history of that movie it pretty much is that i believe all the actors were just like under contract by like this one director slash producer for it and it was like you all have to like you have to like own up to the contract and you're all gonna be in this movie to base yourselves for this movie pretty much well i think the, i here's the thing like every single vignette isn't great but like they all have like they have legs they could get going. Yeah. And I think also if you just had like one of them expanded, it's good. But when you put all of them back to back to back to back to back. It's to like back. a long episode of SNL without commercials. It's a bad S- SNL, uh, yeah. SNL episode, yeah. Because someone almost gets shit on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That said, this looks fantastic. Yeah. What do you want to give a uh, – you want to give Asteroid City any preemptive uh, little review? I'm, I'm erring on not rating it. I'm going to give it a perfect 1,000 out of 1,000. High praise. Bicycles made out of household objects that okay. but work still perfectly because that seems in line with a Wes Anderson movie. That is in line with a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah. yeah I don't, I'm not going to rate this. That's fine. It'll, it'll ruin it for me. That's fine. Because I'll be living up to my expectations. That's fine. This film is going to be released at or premiere at Cannes mm-hmm. in May. But yeah. then we'll have a limited release in June, followed mm-hmm. by a wide release the week following on June 23rd. <laughs> Just only a one-week limited release? That's interesting. Yeah. For those who... <laughs> a one-hour limited release. Those who aren't good enough to get it. Um, Focus Features is currently trying to appeal a rated R rating. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes. They're trying to... Wait, they're trying to appeal it? Yeah. They got a rated R and they're like, no, we want 
PG thirteen. NC seventeen. Oh, they wait. Do they? No. Okay. I was gonna say. No, if it's nudity, then it has to be rated R, unless it's like tasteful nudity. It's brief nudity is the current uh, question. Maybe it's multiple cases of brief nudity, and they're like that has to be um, R because it's multiple, and they're like no, like could be, could very well be. It's, it's just two butts <laughs> tailing and ending and beginning the movie. The movie ends and closes on butts. Buns, <laughs> but. But, looks fantastic. Yep. Very excited for this. Mm-hmm. Another Wes Anderson movie. Mm-hmm. Coming out with some great stuff. It's going to be the best Wes Anderson movie of the year. Maybe. Well, there's two, so it could. It might not be. Yeah. You never know. You don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. That said, we saw an episode of Ted Lasso this evening. We did. Third episode of the season. Correct. Episode 451. Zava. Zava. Yes. Zava has t- joined the team. Uh, the team tries to acclimate to this icon joining. Um, such an icon. It, truly, um, very serious about such an icon. Everyone loves him. Everybody except for Jamie, because uh, Jamie knows that this guy is a he's a he's a superstar. He only cares about himself. He doesn't care about the team. Which is that ironic that Jamie said it? No, because Jamie is a superstar who's full of himself. Mm, so he's being hypocritical. Yes, exactly. He's not being ironic. Exactly, he's being hypocritical. So, but he's not being ironic. Isn't it ironic? No. When all you need is a fork and you've got a thousand spoons? Just bite tines into the fork. Just mm-hmm. be built different about it. But this is a really good episode. <laughs> it's a fantastic episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we get some emotional drama from Ted. Mm-hmm. What's the um, emotional drama? The emotional drama is uh, Ted goes to call call his house mm-hmm. to tell Henry to have a good a good soccer game during the playoffs, mm-hmm. and he wants to uh, give him some good luck advice. Mm-hmm. And he calls, but he doesn't have he doesn't have his cell phone, so he doesn't have his wife's phone number, and yep. he forgets it, which is a thing, according yep. to Beard, but not a, a not a good or a bad a thing. thing. Just a thing. You just as a thing. So he calls the house line, which mm-hmm. like uh, many Americans still have landlines. I don't know anyone who uses them. Yeah, I have a landline, but I just don't have a, a number or a, a phone. I mean, so you have you have the jack. Yeah. You, wait, you also have a number. It comes with my like comes with my um, cable Wi-Fi bill. Makes sense. Triple play. Yep, and it's cheap. It's cheaper if you get all three. Mm. Is it? That's great. Well, he calls the landline, mm-hmm. and uh, smash cut to uh, Wisconsin, wherever Ted's from. Kansas. Kansas. Sorry. He grew up in Kansas, too. Jason Sudeikis grew up in Kansas. Yeah. Um, so to Kansas, where Jake is in the kitchen. Um, Who's Jake? J- oh, we're not getting there yet. We'll get there shortly. Okay. Be patient. Okay. Be patient. Okay. We're getting there. He, uh, and Jake picks up the phone at the request of uh, Jason Sudeikis' ex-wife and pretends to be Donald Trump, mm-hmm. to which uh, Ted responds and recognizes that it's a bit, because who wouldn't recognize a bit, because it's mm-hmm. Ted. Um, to which that uh, Ted realized it's uh, Dr. Jacob, uh, their marriage counselor, mm-hmm. who then he connects him to uh, Henry to talk yep. about the soccer game. And then Ted's wife just says, we'll talk about it at a later time when they yep. have more time to discuss it. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we get to the soccer game. Yeah. Where Zafa scores off the opening touch. Yeah. And breaks that out of a panic attack like right away. No, real quick though, I you overhear Doctor Jacob uh, taking Henry to the car, and he goes, "You ever see a sunroof? It's really cool." I wanted to be like, "That's not an idiot." Dad thing. Yeah, exactly. Hey, you ever seen a coaster? They're pretty cool. You put them on your tables. You don't get a ring. Yeah, yeah that's great. Take care of this table. Mm-hmm. But then we get a montage of the team winning and winning and Just winning. Kazava, so Kazava's there. 
Um, and everyone's really happy. Everyone's he's everyone's going on the, the Zava train except Jamie because once again Jamie's like, hey, this guy's kind of you know. Jamie he, doesn't trust him. He doesn't trust him. He's very egotistical. He also doesn't like not being the best player anymore. He, he it's hard for him to not to, to manage that. Exactly. Uh, meanwhile, B plot of this uh, the episode. Oh, well, actually, technically, there's two B plots. We got uh, uh, Rebecca going to a psychic and being given uh, some fortunes and told to look out for a green matchbook and a um, a shite in nining armor. Uh, she'll be upside down, drenched but safe, and she'll be having a family. Um, which all of those predictions have already been like deep dived <laughs> and broken down online. Um, the, uh, you want to hear what the rumors are? Go go ahead with the rumors. Shite in nining armor. It'll be one of two things. It'll either be uh, Jamie coming in the end to save the day because he wears number nine and he's normally known as the shite. Yeah, a little, sh- little shite. Um, especially because we, you know, we have you know everyone likes Zava, but mm-hmm. uh, Jamie doesn't like him, and people are maybe thinking like, oh, maybe like Zava's gonna quit or get hurt or do something, and then it'll fall yep. on Jamie to be the superstar, or Henry, Ted's son is seen wearing a number nine jersey playing okay. in his game. And then later in the, the psychic, she says, oh, you have a family. People have always said from season one or 10 Rebecca are going to get together. What if it's some weird concoction that leads to, oh, he's Could my be. little he's my little shite. Like, oh, I don't like this kid because he's annoying, but oh, I love him. But no, he's my kid. You know, it's me and Ted are together. Was, Ted does have a, <laughs> I like it when Sassy, when he tells Sassy about like, oh, my ex-wife's now with my, my ex-marriage uh, counselor. She goes, that's borderline unethical. And it's like, because it is. <laughs> yeah. It's a real reaction. Regardless, I saw some comment that was from like a, a marriage counselor who was like, regardless of like the it did start a year and a half after the sessions ended. Yeah, no, that's unethical. That's you were you were a part of the the, the, the process. process. Yeah, exactly. Have some ethics. But but Richmond's now number three in the league. They were expected to be dead last. Number three in the league. Number Not twenty first. Not twenty first. Um only get one quick shot of Nate in the episode, just looking at the computer. Uh same with Rupert though. True, but we at least get a line of dialogue, for Rupert, which I like that they pulled back to. And they're like, here he is with his wife and his uh, daughter, um, which I'm hoping that'll even come up to play like some point of the season. Like, like oh, she's leaving me. It's like, yeah, because you're horrible. Like, good. Like, everything falls apart for Rupert. Um, but the team then goes to uh, Sam's new restaurant, Ola. Ola's. Um, very nice. Uh, and that's when Rebecca gets the green matchbook. Oh my god, and now she believes in the psychic. She's no longer a skeptic. Um, but the episode ends with Trent Krim leaving the bar and seeing Colin and his friend making out. Um, his and wingman. His wingman. Um, which, you know, some people speculate, is Trent going to uh, out him, ruin his life? No, I don't think that. I think this is. I think that's meant as a red herring to make us all think. I think most likely what's going to happen is we will get... Like next episode or a couple episodes from now, there will be an article that'll say like Colin is gay, mm-hmm. and like oh my god, how'd this happen? And then it'll come out. I think it's gonna be like Shandy was the one who released it because she's the one who's like, you guys should like eat oh, your yeah. hair, say so you make it, like get big noise. Like that's what... press is good press. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, that's well, Keely says that, and that's also true. That's true. not um, <laughs> my true. mentality disallows me from agreeing to with you. Do we, do we think Trent gay? Maybe. Because uh, I'm thinking possibly that'll be him confronting him, and like you know, you can like you don't have to worry about the, like. Never mind. Trent has a daughter. That's not impossible. But, no, it's true. But I just, I'm reading this, mm-hmm. and he was also the White House last week. The entire cast was. It was very interesting, That's including. Fun. Here's the thing that I find very funny is that like um, maybe Doctor Sharon's gonna be coming up later in the season, be more prevalent. But she was with the cast at the White House, and I just thought that was kind of funny. I was like. 
You've been on two Zoom calls on the show so far. She's kind of a cameo actress right Which, now. Which, that is nothing discrediting her or what she does on the show. But it's just, yep. I find that so fun. I'm like, you've done so little. <laughs> you haven't even been in it. The Kitman Will should be there. The Kitman. Yep. <laughs> the most I, important part of the team. When I was 11, I was a ball boy for a team as well. I'm 25. It uh, warms my heart. Yeah. Great episode. Yeah. I think this season's strong. This might also be the, the final season. Possibly. Could be. I, I think it, the only reason I'm thinking is because the season opened with the face of Ted Lasso and every season is opened with the same face and closed with the same face. And it feels very fitting that the, the last season would open with Ted and close with Ted. So, I would still love for them to do a World Cup season. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If anything, that could be like a spinoff movie and have like Roy be the, the new uh, coach for the team. True. Yeah. True. We'll see. I, a lot of shows are ending. Yep. Succession's ending after mm-hmm. four seasons. Barry's ending after four seasons. Mm-hmm. We're kind of ex- we're exiting a very nice segment of like non-drama television. Yeah. Succession's a drama, but like post Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. an interesting time for TV. Um. Altered Carbon. Cancel well, after two never, seasons. <laughs> we've never talked about the Sheridan verse with Yellowstone mm-hmm. yep. and uh, the mayor of Kingstown, which Jeremy Renner was in mm-hmm. until he was assaulted by a snowplow. He's th- that. Have you watched that interview yet? Or the trailer for that interview? The uh, I I saw it, but I did not watch it. So I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. But the fact they're releasing a trailer for an interview is very yeah. interesting. Well, people want to know. People do want to know. I saw him walking on, which this just shows like the level, the two different lives we live. <laughs> which I I can't like bl- uh, be upset, but like he was on like an anti gravity treadmill. Oh yeah. <laughs> but like just watching him, and more so, I was like looking. I was watching the background of where this was, and I was like. If I ever have to I go to rehab, to it'll never be my my rehab will be the the attic office we're in right now. Thanks, I appreciate that. I have a yeah. conversion table behind us. I know so you, you can do. stretch out exactly. But I was just like, man, that's that's like future tech. I wanted to see him on one of those like treadmills that that's underwater too, so you get like the low oh, impact. Oh yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I do wanna I do wanna keep I keep seeing clips and it looks really good. I gotta watch Tulsa King, the uh, Ray Romano, the Sylvester <laughs> Stallone. Show the Ray Romano. Um, just every clip I see looks great, but that's also because Stallone is phenomenal. I do have to watch that. We watched. I watched all of Yellowstone. So caught up on Yellowstone. Yellowstone's yep. a great show. It's mm-hmm. also just like one of a friend of ours said this. They were like, like ten people die every episode. They yeah. cut the population of Montana in half in like a season, and no one says anything. Well, I was like, that's because one, not a big population in Montana in general, and two, they're so spread out that it takes time for the news to travel that someone died anyway. But like I feel like they just these shows sometimes just end up stacking bodies, mm-hmm. and you're like, I th- well, that's actually. So I just watched John Wick four last night. Okay, going in the John Wick four, he has two hundred ninety nine kills, like roughly. Mm-hmm. I think someone I saw some like number that was like he did a hundred eighty in this la- in this movie. Like now it's like he's okay. just wiping out entire henchmen companies. Yeah, like, oh. I will just say it's so good. It's, Is it? It's on an IMAX too, so it was like. Oh. I think I need to see it. Yeah, I'd I'd see it again. Just in memorial of Lance Reddick, mm-hmm. who's also who just passed mm-hmm. uh, two weeks ago. Yep, very sad. Yeah, great. Also, it moves. It's like almost a three hour long movie. What? It I think it's like two and a half hours long, um, but it it honestly moved. I don't I don't think only like one time that I look at my watch, and that's only because like legitimately the fight scene that we were in had been going for like fifteen minutes, and even I was like, how long has this been going? This is a long fight. I heard it's a top down fight scene. 
long take. It's fantastic. Okay. Yeah. Looks like I'm I'm watching this at some point somehow. Mm. In IMAX or Dolby. It's not on like it's on streaming yet. No, it came out this weekend. I can't just like stream it real quick. It's on Vudu. I can't. I can't buy it. What do you want to give Ted Lasso episode three titled four five one? Put eight hundred twenty five out of a thousand mm-hmm. um, friendship bracelets. Very nice, very nice. I like the Z- I like Zava. I think it's an interesting character, mm-hmm. reminiscent of Zlatan. Do you think Zava will make it to the end of the season? No, Zava's either going to get hurt, or after building up this much goodwill, um, air quotes goodwill mm-hmm. with the team, he'll turn into a fuck in the next like two episodes. But it'll be after Jamie's been coaching, been receiving coaching from Roy mm-hmm. long enough to do something about it i think it's gonna be like one single like statement i don't think it's gonna be like he says a couple things that gets people i think it's gonna be like one single thing i honestly think it'll probably be like colin like colin comes out and everyone on the team's like hey man we got you and zava just like i no. won't play with you exactly yeah. and then we go okay you're done that but see something like that could be the inverse and then it's like zava yet again is like the the guy he did say a tr- something in the beginning of the tr- uh, transcend sexuality or something mm. transcends um uh, he said, um, you kept us waiting for two hours. Time is a concept, just like gender in some alphabets. Which honestly is like, fuck, that's a, that's a great like response. He's, the character's written very well. Yeah. You, you hate him, but like he does have like a golden nugget here and there. We're like, okay. Fine. I'm going to give it um, 826 okay. out of 1,000. I'm an empty pot full of gold. I'm a rock. Mold me. Um, really just great. Empty pot full of gold. Yeah. Just yeah. Mm-hmm. Empty pot full of gold. I know. So that was good. But yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it's gonna be like one single thing he just says or does and they go, okay, we're done with you. I hope. Yeah. I think it'll be interesting, but then it also has to be that either he'll leave and go to West Ham and it's like, oh no, the Richmond's done so well this season mm-hmm. with Zava, but now Zava's at West Ham. Jamie will have to be the new Zava and that's why the coach will come in. Mm-hmm. This might take several episodes to develop yeah. folks. True. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Good show. Great show. Can we get two shots? Uh, a whiskey, one, and a double, a triple, two shots. <laughs> two Another callback. That's from first season. So many. This show is so good at callbacks, though. It is. It yeah. design, I think it's just designed for it, but it's also. Or the writers are horrible, and they're just like, what if we do a joke about, like, you gotta get two shots, but it's like four shots? They just keep a list of just, like, agnostic bits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about the dinner, though. I think it's. This show is great positivity mm-hmm. wise, but I wonder if it if it is. We've talked about this before. If it's wearing mm-hmm. on people, true. But then I said at dinner, I feel this season Ted has been doing. We at least saw in the last episode with him being assertive and like calling up on Roy and be like, "No, you gotta like do your job. Like be the coach. Stop being be stop being Roy and be my coach who needs yep. does do the right thing." And I feel that's where like the shift has been. Where it's like he still is very positive, but like we see that Ted is taking this seriously. Yep. Of course, still Ted is Ted. Ted is Ted. What do you get when you cross Hugh Jackman's film with a local area from New York? Jean Vetsky's Catskills? How do you know about the Catskills? Marvelous Miss Maisel. I think they talk about different shows on Apple TV. Yep. The world is bigger than that. Mm -hmm. We have another show that we've been watching. Mm -hmm. Where we are four episodes in. There's a fifth episode that came out today. Yep. It's called The Mandalorian. Yep. Season three. Season three on Bravo. <laughs> um, Andy Cohen he he opens every episode of going hey welcome to Bravo you're gonna watch The Mandalorian The Mandalorian I'm actually the Mando I'm, but I have Pedro Pascal do the voiceover 
So people people with their Pedro Pascal hangovers mm-hmm. um, can now can now run it back because yep. he's back after The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. We're back with Din Jardin. Yep. Episode one. Episode one, uh, chapter sixteen. I think that's what it is. Seventeen. 17, 16. Anyway, uh, but the season opens with uh, Din returning to his, uh, and then I wouldn't call him a tribe. What are they, collective? Um, yeah, the, mm. I, don't think it's a, I don't think they call themselves a tribe. Yeah, the hidden thing. Like, mm-hmm. But anyway, he, he meets up with his group. a tribe, technically. Um, and he pretty much just recaps everything that we, if you did not watch, here's the, big, the biggest problem with the first episode is that if you did not watch Book of Boba Fett, you're just immediately just like, what's going on? Like, yeah. wait, why Why is Grogu back? Why? What is the whole... But I will at least admit they pretty much give you the bare bones of what you do need to know, which is that at this point, he is exiled because he showed his face to a living being. Yep. And he's been tasked with going swimming, uh, bathing in the waters underneath Mandalore. But Mandalore is, of course, supposed to be destroyed and radiation. He can't go there. So he quickly goes back to... Uh, I can never remember what planet or what the city's called with uh, Carl Weathers, who's now like the Grand Magistrate. Navarro. Uh, Navarro, yes. Uh, which is now like a thriving little town in the Outer Rim. Um, going there to try and get IG-11 because he's going to need a droid who can help him uh, scavenge and check the planet. Um, quickly get into a little fight because the IG re- uh, reboots to his uh, base uh, default settings. Um, to which then Mando pretty much leaves in search of finding the piece, which later on doesn't even matter. I don't know if they'll ever go back to that. But... Ends up going to go see Bo-Katan to ask her some advice because he has to search Mandalore. Bo-Katan is hanging out at her castle, sitting in her chair. Just super, vibing. Just vibing. Um, and tells him, yeah, here are the coordinates. You got to go here. But, you know, it's not cursed. It's whatever. It's just a, it's a planet that got bombed. Like, there's nothing to it. And you're wasting your time. And then he just goes, all right, this is the way. <laughs> and then goes on his way. That's the, the first episode is very brief. Just kind of like a little, like, hey, here's what this whole season's... Or at least what we think the season's going to be about. Because yeah. we'll go into it as we move along in this. But just a quick little brief episode. A little action. A little comedy. First two episodes are very brief. True. Um, but at least I feel the second episode, to me, was a lot more new information. And also, like... Memory core. Memory core. But also, like... Well, when we get into it, like, a second, it's like... There is, like, almost like a bit of a mystical, like, mystery now. Like, kind of being seated there. Yep. Um, did really like in the first episode... Um, Carl Weather brings uh, Din to uh, some droid mechanics who are the same species as Baba Freak from uh, Rise of Skywalker. And I just like his translating. I'm just like, he says he needs, he doesn't have the part. Yeah, I got it. Oh, part hard to find. It's a hard part to find. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Yeah, I got it. But there's, uh, oh, and the only other thing that happens in the episode is that uh, Din now has pirates on him, on yep. his back. Um, because they attacked the mayor of this town. Um, and he to help defend the mayor. And they're like, you can't just kill our friends. It's like, you... <laughs> Attack the mayor. Yeah, man. And you also had like a chance to leave, and you blew it. Um, but yeah, first episode, very brief. Not a lot to it. Um, jumping into the right into the second episode, we have Din uh, returning to Tatooine, trying to see if he can find the part for uh, this IG-11 uh, unit, but he doesn't, so he's given a different droid, which then kind of... 5-4-D-4. 5-4-D-4, but once again, it is kind of just like, oh, so are we going to do the whole IG-11 at all? Is that Was that just like for that quick little uh, moment of shock in the first episode? Here's the thing. The the, the first four episodes mm. have felt very disjointed. I'll say especially with the third, which we'll get into in another minute. That, um, yeah, I'm excited to talk about the third. For sure, it definitely makes everything disjointed. I feel the 
first two and the fourth kind of are pretty closely connected. Yep. But for sure, that third episode does put a big uh, like a wrench in the pot. Uh, but he gets R4-D4, goes to Mandalore, finds out, hey, it's you can breathe on this planet. It's not yep. horrible. Also quickly has to fight some like cave-type men. Um, Alamites. Who, Alamites, thank Alamites. you. Um, descends deep, deep, deep into the city. Uh, to then be quickly captured by some type of robot thing, which I honestly thought was like gonna be grievous, because all you ever see is like an eye, yep. and it's in like this robotic body, and it keeps like moving to tinier robotic bodies, and has I was like, oh, like did Grievous like survive? And this is what he's been doing is like hiding out and trying to like rebuild on this like planet. Hiding in Mandalore. Yeah, no, honestly, like I was like, oh, that's pretty. Doesn't come up, just doesn't. <laughs> but um, Din is captured. Then uh, yep. Grogu has to escape. Gets Bo to come with him. Um, they fight off this robot thing. Um, pretty good fight. Um, I will say, a tiny little thing they could have done, which would have helped. I felt with the the threat of the episode is that before Grogu leaves, Din is just like there. He's captured. Yep. He's been drugged. That's why he can't like really get out. Um, and then when Grogu returns, that's what you see when the robot, like, plugs, pokes him with a prod and then starts, like, taking his blood away to, like, whatever, use that as fuel or eat it, whatever. Yep. They should have done that before Grogu left, so that we felt like more of a ticking clock. Because, like, even when they go back to go back back to Din, it's, like, him and Bo just, like, walking. It's, like, <laughs> I felt no urgency. Like, we have to get to him. He's in danger. I felt they just shown him getting, like, pricked before, see some blood going. It's, like, okay, now we got, oh, we got to go before he's drained of all this blood. However long that will take, it doesn't matter. But, like, yeah. Do you think, but do you think, how long do you think that took for, him to, for them to, him to leave in the ship and then go to Bo and have the weird, awkward conversation about, like, all right, download the astromech and then go back? In... Uh, from what I read from comments from like, uh, like days, no, not days, but I think from what I read for like comments from people who like are deep in the lore and like know the hyperspace like speeds and whatnot, they're like that would have taken at least like four hours, like yeah. m- minimum, and like no and, urgency at that point. Yeah, he's and, already dead. Yeah, and especially when you see him like get first pricked, and like then when they actually stop the machine, it's like that's a lot of his blood for the short amount of time he's been uh, pumped. Like getting like okay, so yeah, that was, but um, but we get a fight. It's, our, it's a plot hole. It's fine. Exactly. But uh, Din, Bo-Katan, and Grogu, uh, they, they're safe. They stop the robot. They then go to the waters of Mandalore where uh, Din recites the creed and goes to bathe in the waters. Here's the thing that I literally laughed at when watching the episode. He just goes like straight down at the water, which made me think, ooh, he's been, like, grabbed by, like, a creature and we're going to get this fight and, like, that's what's it. No, like, he just, Sucked, like, he just, like, yeah, he just fell in. And, like, they were a heavy set of armor on. <laughs> He went deep. That's like he went. But on the way out, uh, Bo-Katan sees the eye of some creature, which we uh, believe to be the Mythosaur, which is like this great, like Mandalorian uh, ancient uh, animal that was first ridden by the first Mandalore. But Din and Bo return to the camp of Mandalorians, yep. where he is reinstated. His exile has been lifted. No longer an apostate. Yep. And then uh, the armor says to Bo, "Is like, have you removed your helmet? No. Did you bathe in the water? Yes." Then you are one of us. You're part of our... Welcome back. Mm-hmm. And they all say this is the way, and then they all get some pats on the back, and you see in that moment, uh, Bo kind of starts to be like, oh, well, interesting. I'm part of a, a group again. No longer a loner. Um, I thought that was a really good episode of the second okay. episode. But then we get into our third episode. <laughs> um, Big fan of the third episode. Here's the thing. Yeah, I, I like the vibe switch. I, I like the third episode a lot. It's an interesting... Um, 
side of the Star Wars world that we don't frequently get to see, which is that we're following people who were part of the Empire who are now being um, not like reacclimated to back to society, and they are essentially workforce are trying to just get their way back into the world and we're following uh, the go- doctor who was the clone uh, doctor who one helped of the clone doctors. one of the clone doctors who we met in the first and I believe in the second season of Mandalore uh, Mandalorian um, but he is now trying to just get himself back into the world and we see this essentially village of former empire uh, soldiers and scientists and lieutenants and pilots um, they're all stripped of their names they're just giving numbers uh, they haven't earned their names back um, and I do like, I really do like the scene of all of them kind of hanging out. They're having like a drink yep. and I'm like, what do you miss? And quickly them being like, no, like not like we, we don't agree with the empire. Like, and it's, oh, that's an interesting thing. Scene who was like empire, but either regrets it or wasn't their life is really like Bill Burr's character from so far outside yep. that every other empire, uh, character <laughs> is bad or evil, which one of these people probably is. We'll maybe yes. get, we'll maybe get into it later in the season, but. I just like them be like, no, like, what did you miss? And they're like, I miss the food. I miss the biscuits. I, I miss, like, the clothes. Like, honestly, stuff like that. Travel biscuits. Exactly. But the entire episode is just following this doctor, this scientist, who wants to use his cloning technology. The purpose wasn't to make evil Jedis and robots that the Emperor can possibly live in, but rather he wanted to make clones so that people who, can't, who need organs, it would be much easier just to work as opposed to... Yep. Uh, but the New Republic doesn't believe in it. They think it's too dangerous. People could use it for the wrong thing. Doesn't need it. And this scientist gets coerced by a former lieutenant that he recognized during his time of Moff Gideon. Um, Elijah Kane. Thank you. Um, I really liked when they go on like their kind of day at like the carnival, seeing. Yeah, I don't know what the it was. Glowing popsicles. Yeah, the glowing popsicles, which is weird. But I really thought it was cool. Like that's the top of the highest mountain on a uh, Coruscant and yep. like it's ground level everything else is built above it I thought that was really cool um, wait I thought it was like a like a model no it is the highest mountain on Coruscant and everything else is built above it oh wow okay. and that's why also like they're like hey like touch it like get close Don't like go like up to it all that um, but they Don't eventually <laughs> they eventually Don't decide wear. to uh, take matters in their own hand he wants to get a mobile lab so they're going to go into the old junkyards where the Imperial and Old Republic cruisers are and they're going to get the equipment um, I did like when they're on the train and uh, they just go throgs days am I right <laughs> Such a, just trying to look normal exactly I did like that they called it uh, when he says when, when they're you know we can get you a mobile lab unit but it's going to be from the Empire and they mm. call it it's like the the gear Mm-hmm. Spiked gear or something. Mm-hmm. You think about the Empire logo. Yep, that makes sense. But they break into the old uh, encampment. They get the gear, but they're quickly surrounded by police. Mm-hmm. In which um, Elia Kane, you said. Elia Kane. Elia Kane, quickly just turns and takes the mobile lab, and we, I guess, are led to presume that she informed the police and was like, hey, I'm going to like get this guy for you. or Betrayed them. Betrayed or, him. Betrayed him for sure or already maybe was working prior to that. But then he's essentially subjected to... A, a mind flare. A mind flare, but that's not what they call it. That's 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 the bad thing. Um, or at least where the New Republic is meant to... Is, seems to be using this almost as like a therapeutic, like this is going to help you like get over these thoughts that you're having, whereas the Empire was using it more as like a lobotomy machine. Yep. Um, and we see him be put under, and the doctor doing the stupid thing, of course, is being like, I'm going to go. Oh, you want to stay in front of all the machinery where you control everything? Feel free. <laughs> and then Elia Kane Hang out. cranks up to 11 and then yep. fries his brain. We don't really know. That's the end of the episode. Very interesting. 
interesting episode to see this side of Star Wars. If this doesn't come into play later in the season, yep, then it is a waste. This is a filler episode, um, just because it's like a filler halves episode because you do get a, you get some of the Mandalorian to start. You get the you get Bogotan's house being destroyed by Tie Fighters. Oh yeah, we, that's like, right. We you do kind of crossed up two episodes. Towards oh the yeah, I, yeah, I apologize. Yeah, well, see, because those two scenes are so small. They, and, f- they flow right into each other. Yeah, but honestly, yeah. Like, if this doesn't come up in the last episode where it's like, oh, she fried his brain, but, like, now he's, like, back to being, like, pure empire. Like, he, she did it that for that reason. Yep. And they're working on some colony thing. Yeah. It's – this is a filler episode and a waste that probably, in like, if I were to do a rewatch, I'd be like, you can skip this episode. Like, yes, you then missed the Bo-Katan f- – which is a really good like star fight for sure. Yep. Uh, which includes just like I'm gonna drop you and he just literally drops him out of the plane. Um, gotta do, gotta do. Yep. And then her them joining back up with the cl- the clan. That's what it is. Um, or the war party. Um, but yeah, it, it's an interesting episode. Like seeing that side of both Coruscant and the Empire. But yep, definitely the weakest so far. I think I think it's a it was a good break. I think after the first two episodes, I was definitely getting tired of there not being any real progression, mm-hmm. such, like anything. There's no, no like conflict. Mm-hmm. There's a felt like there's a lack of conflict in the season so far. So the third episode that was like refreshing. It was mm-hmm. an interesting take on the Empire, a little on the New Republic, and yep. just seeing things. But I think I needed it to stay mm-hmm. involved in the show because after the first two, I was like, yeah. Especially because what we believe to be the goal of the fir- the season that oh. And has to clear his name and be, uh, no longer be an accolade. Yep. It's like that's resolved by the end of the second episode. Like he does do that. So it's like, oh, okay. So now, what is the goal of this season? It still, I believe, is going to be him like uniting all the Mandalorians and okay. still be like, let's go back to our planet. Like we can go there. It's not cursed. Like I returned. We're not going to die if you go back. Yep. Um, just because, as we get into this next next episode, it's like. Why is Bo Katan still sticking around? Like, so I think what's she doing? Because we do learn in the first episode, she he's like, "Where's your army of Mandalorians?" It's like they're now mercenaries because they wouldn't follow me because I didn't have the dark saber. So like, they're just doing their own thing. Yeah. But that leads them into the fourth episode of the called the Foundling, where back to the back to Dinjardin and Bo Katan. They're now hanging out with the the clan of Mandalorians, where everyone's just training. Yep. It was really cool seeing everyone in their different armors, all the different colors. That was really interesting. Still though. Din has the best armor of yep. the pure Beskar silver. Oh, God, it looks so good. Like, I like some of the people's paint jobs, but I'm just like, nah, his is the best. Best car. Um, we then have him force Grogu to uh, do some, like, trials in combat. Yep. Um, which was very funny, but at the same time, it's like, no, like, you've chosen to be part of my life, and you, I know you can do some stuff. Like, we got to train you. Um, and see that stupid child be like, <laughs> it's a baby. I could fight this and then lose. It's always nice when that happens, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But that kid is very quickly picked up by a pterodactyl uh, <laughs> or a giant bird. It's a pterodactyl. Giant bird thing. Uh, and now uh, Bo-Katan wants to lead a war party to go save the child. Um, and that's pretty much the A plot. The B plot is that Grogu is back at the camp. The yep. armor gives him a chest plate, which she does say you'll grow into, which is like true because I was like, that thing is huge. So big. That's huge. So, so big. Uh, but we get a flashback with Grogu of the night of Order 66 of him being um, rescued by Jedi Master Kaloran Beck, who is the host of Jedi uh, Challenge, which is like a kid's show, like puzzles and obstacles. Okay. Played by Ahmed Best. You know what Ahmed Best is 
best known for? No, I don't. He plays Jar Jar Binks. Really? Yeah. So the coolest huh. dude in the episode, dual wielding lightsabers, is Jar Jar, Jar, Jar Binks. Binks. And he kills it. He's so good at it. <laughs> um, also, you see in the episode very briefly, they show the top of Coruscant again, the, the mountain when he cuts through like the park. Yep. But we still don't know exactly like where Grogu was for all this stuff. But I thought, number one, great to see like that flashback. It's a little more detail. Um, and also... Similar thing happened with Din. Every time he was there with the armor and they made something, he'd get a flashback. You'd see, it's like, oh, it's cool. So maybe that's actually more of a the like, connection. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the war party goes after the giant uh, bird. Kills the bird. Kills the bird. We also get to learn the eating habits of the Mandalorian, which I did like. Poetry's like, how do you guys eat in front of each other? We don't. You get your food and then you go and find a spot to be by yourself. And the leader of the war party gets to eat by the fire because this is the way. Well, it's interesting. Um, in the second episode, they're drinking or they're like eating. Like after he gets rescued, they're trying to eat or drink, and he like literally like turns his head and he like pulls his helmet up like a little mm. bit, like shoves something in. And I was like, that just sounds terrible. Yeah, because it's a, it's like a chowder or like a stew. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they fight the giant bird. I was very I was interested because you know, it's a very brief fight. Um, yep. We learned also that one of the members, it's his son. Um, that's why he's so protective, and he's like, I gotta go save my son. Naturally. Yep. Um, but the giant like eagle thing falls into the water, which I was like, "Come on, it can probably swim out of there." And then it gets eaten by a giant like uh, shark, and I was like, oh, "Okay, that's good, good." <laughs> it's not like he's getting out of there anytime exactly. soon. Exactly. But uh, Bogotan, they return with the party. Um, Grogu jumps into Din's arm and just like, "Hey, good to see you. I got a chest plate now." <laughs> Surprise! Uh, uh, but Bo is given a new um, shoulder uh, brace, and she has to have the Mythosar uh, put on the emblem as well and then she tells the armor i saw the missus are it's like we all see things and pretty much telling her like prove it like yep. I, this is how we roll here we don't go by rumors you got to do it he brought me back water from the the from the waters under mandalore proving that you saw the mythos are so this ep- this series still does need some there's only four episodes left or rather three because a fifth episode came out today it needs some urgency or at least a far more clear idea as to yep. where uh, the rest of the season is going. Do you think we're going to get that urgency? I do think this next episode is probably going to give a good idea of like the main gist. I think most likely this next episode will be Bo and Din being like, or at least Bo probably pushing more like, here's what we need to do. You have to do it though because they're only going to follow you. They're not going to listen to me regardless okay. of like me now being a part of your team. You have the, the Darksaber, so you need to do this. And I think it'll be, I'm going to picture it's going to be Bo trying to push Din and him being like hesitant and then Grogu just kind of giving him a look and then be like, okay, we'll do Grogu's this. Grogu's pushing. And then that's the urgency of them being like, proving the Mythosar is real. Yep. Then we have the Mandalores, then we'll get the mercenary groups, we'll bring take back our planet and then we could do anything. Okay. But yeah, I still enjoy the show. It's still great. They have still so many practical stuff on set, which really helps. It's good. It's still good. This episode was 26 minutes long. No, it wasn't. That's what I'm... Bullshit, this episode was 26 minutes long. That's what I'm reading here. There's no... Wait, the fifth episode? Or this fourth episode? Fourth episode. There was no way that was 26 minutes. Let me... Let me... Let me get a second source here. I really don't believe... If that was, it did not feel like 26 minutes. The Foundling. There's no way that's 26 minutes. No way. If that's 26 minutes, I'm Utant. That's a deep cut reference for any people who follow the UN. IMDB. We're mm-hmm. going to IMDB. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
And Pedro Pascal's in this. Did you know that? I didn't know. Shane. I'm sorry. I'm very popular today, I guess. Uh, yes. Technically with credits, 31 minutes. Uh, Jesus, still. So, yeah. Not not a lot. These episodes aren't long anymore. Mm-hmm. This episode. But we'll, we'll find out. But overall, I'm enjoying the season. I still, it needs some urgency. If something happens in this first episode, um, that kind of pulls it all together. Great. This, I won't, this is not like a, at the end of the day, this will not be a lackluster show. I'm not going to go like, oh, this season was a waste. I only enjoyed myself a couple times. No. I mean, this next episode, the fifth episode is only 43 minutes. That's, that's a good amount of time. 43 minutes. network TV. That's a, but... It's different. Here's the difference between a 43 minute network show and a 43 minute like streaming show. Network shows at 43 minutes, there's still the ups and downs and the swings of the episode because you have to yep. go to commercial, and you have to leave on like a high note, and you have to be like, oh my god, I can't believe that just happened. Whereas a streaming show, the entire episode could be up high or could all be down low. So, this is true. And when it's down low, it feels longer than 43 minutes. When it's up high, it feels quicker than 53. So could be 31 though. Yeah, exactly. These are the things. Mm-hmm. This is the way. This is the way. We'll see about the, how the rest of the season this develops. I'll keep watching it, but mm-hmm. it's not. I, don't, I think I keep seeing a lot of things about like these universes have run their course. I just don't. Like, I feel like there should be something more happening in the third season of this after we got Boba Fett, which was literally half a season of Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would have rather have. Here's the thing: we're gonna watch this fifth episode and talk about it maybe next week, and then we're gonna go everything we were so wrong. They do you think? It. Do you think that's the case? I have a feeling, and this is me just out of my gut. This isn't like yeah. I actually read a bunch of stuff online. I don't know. Just having a feeling. I just have a feeling that like something in this episode will like give us the idea, like okay, the rest of this ep- season is about stopping X from happening. Okay. Um, or at least setting up a big enough thing that when it shows up in the final episode, we're not going to be like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> this is out of nowhere. Oh no, that's right. They Where mentioned did this it. Come from? Yeah. Okay. So. All right. We'll see. But once again, I'll probably, I'm going to probably eat my words, you know, when the no, series ends. Oh, never. And I'll be like, oh my God, nothing happened. The last three episodes were were in real time. We watched them fly to the Coruscant in real time. Yeah. It just gets really slow. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell the people they can find us? Well, you can find us in a boatload of places. You can find us on Instagram at Shane and Scoo Steve Show. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Google Play. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Napster. You can find us on LimeWire. You can find us maybe on YouTube. Maybe there's someone's got a, a, a bootleg copy they put up online. The guy who films us through my window. Exactly. Uh-huh. Dedication. He's on a tree. He's <laughs> peeking in. Um, he's filming on a digital camera, but filming through the lens on film camera, of course. Of course. That's the, how um, you do it. Yeah, and guys, if you're there, give us a review. Give us a subscribe. Give us a like. Five stars. Give five five stars. You know, forward us to your, your grandma. All right. They might like to listen. They might. That's our show, folks. Yeah. Good night. Later.